Guarding Your Pastor's Soul. This is just one of 40 insights for exceptional governance from the new book, Lessons from the Church Boardroom. Join us for today's podcast as we sit down with Dan Busby and John Pearson, co-authors of this critical and timely resource for church boards. Informing, encouraging, and supporting your church. You're listening to the Excellence in Church Administration podcast from ECFA. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another Excellence in Church Administration podcast. This is your host, Michael Martin from ECFA. Well, today we are pleased to have John Pearson and Dan Busby here to share with us. John is a noted board governance and management consultant with John Pearson Associates in San Clemente, California. And as all of our regular podcast listeners know, Dan Busby is the president of ECFA. So I find myself really uh, pinching myself on today's podcast because I am in the company of two prolific authors. And when you put them together, they are dangerous. That's what we say here at ECFA. Uh, The first book that Dan and John co-authored together was in 2017, Lessons from the Nonprofit Boardroom, and it is now in its second edition and available on Amazon.com. This month, as we go to release this podcast, ECFA Press, we're releasing their latest uh, joint collaboration, and that is Lessons from the Church Boardroom, 40 Lessons to Help Church Boards Achieve exceptional governance. Now, I even hear some rumors, and we won't talk about this today, but there is another governance book that is in the mix as well, but we'll have to wait and see about that for a future episode of the podcast. But today, John and Dan are going to explore just one of the 40 insights from their book, and really, oh my, this could not be a more important or timely topic. And we're going to talk today about guarding your pastor's soul, one of my favorite lessons from the book. So Dan, you want to jump right in? Thanks, Michael, for that great introduction. Everything may appear to be going well at the church. Still, as a board member, you have a gnawing sense of wonderment. That little question in the back of your mind, the one you wish would go away, Is it possible the soul of the pastor is being neglected? Is it possible that the souls of board members are being neglected? John, would you start us off by defining soul care? Dan, uh, of course, um, you know, a spiritual director and our friend Jenny Hogue described soul care as, uh, quote, thoughtful and careful attention to the inner being of the individual, end quote. So when the board and pastor give attention to their souls by engaging in practices that enrich themselves spiritually, it positions them for proper interaction with those on the staff, volunteers, and the congregation. When they don't pursue healthy soul care, well, that's when the wheels can come off fast. And Dan, I'm I'm guessing that many church boards, probably most church boards, have never discussed the topic of guarding the pastor's soul. It might be a first-time ever discussion for some board members, or it it could even be awkward to to bring up the topic. So how can boards address it? Well, John, it is challenging because factors on the outside are easier to assess. For example, we can see if a person is caring for their body by getting adequate rest, taking time to exercise, enjoying vacation time regularly, and eating healthy to stay in good physical condition. And yet, it is far more difficult 
to discern whether or not they are tending to the inner being by spending time reading the scriptures, praying, or simply enjoying solitude with God on a regular basis. Furthermore, in many cases, soul care does not make the board agenda until a crisis happens. Dan, that is so true. We see that often, and uh, great great insights and distinctions there about the importance of, uh, and sometimes the challenge of uh, being able to assess those internal uh, issues related to soul care. So John, maybe you can give us some insight here. What are some symptoms that you see that are often linked to perhaps a need for soul care? Well, Michael, as you know, the, the 40 lessons in our book cover a wide range of very, very practical topics for church boards, you know, lots of helpful stuff, tools, insights. But as you said, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> this is a critical topic that boards simply cannot ignore. And so here are a few symptoms that boards should watch for in their pastor's life. For example, is there, is there marriage conflict? Outbursts of anger? Uh, how about selfish inclinations? Any behavior that appears to exhibit a desire for power or control? Uh, spiritual directors see these tendencies as warning lights, and that's a great word, warning lights that the inner being of a person needs care. Um, these crisis symptoms sober us to the reality that any church is susceptible to spiritual problems, of course. But there's good news. Many of them could be avoided with special attention to soul care. And so church boards must also be looking for other warning lights, for example, uh, today's church culture is one where men and women work together, volunteer together, eat together, and perhaps travel together, either locally or sometimes out of town. And very simply, they serve together, a good thing. So what does this have to do with the church board? Uh, in our individual and collective ministry efforts in the church, obviously we must do what is right before God and every person, being sure that we bring honor to Jesus Christ. So, Dan, uh, what are your thoughts on how a church board can ensure that Jesus Christ is being honored in all relationships and all interactions in the church? Wow, John, I thought we had an agreement that you were going to give me the softball questions. That's a hard one. (laughs) Um, Well, the answer is that the church cannot ensure this, but the board can live out and promote the one another teachings of the scriptures. And I believe the church board can set and uphold high standards that invite the trust of staff, the church board, the congregation, and a watching world. You know, our colleague Stephen Machia says, as the senior pastor goes, so goes the church team. And as the soul goes, so goes the senior pastor. So when the soul of the pastor or pastors or the souls of the board members are neglected, the church is in for trouble and God is not honored. It's only a matter of time. Well, John, we've already talked about some of the general symptoms indicating that soul care may be needed. Would you share some more of your thoughts on conditions that may signal that the board may need to pay attention to soul care? Well, you know, some of the conditions that may trigger concerns uh, would include isolation. Uh, 
we should watch for authority abuse, setting unreasonable expectations in reporting relationships, maybe a competitive attitude uh, or an independent spirit or a, a lack of accountability. But one of the biggest warning signals that church boards should look for is a leader's lack of humility. Uh, I, I need to read this for myself, believe me. The measure of a pastor's humility is a true barometer of the soul. Andrew Murray notes that without humility, there can be no true abiding in God's presence, abiding faith, or love, or joy, or strength. Humility is the only soil in which the graces root. Let, let me read that again from Andrew Murray. Humility is the only soil in which the graces root. The lack of humility is the sufficient explanation of every defect and failure. This is why the lack of humility rates as the number one warning signal. Yeah, John, I could not agree with that more. I think that we have seen that, uh, and I know you and Dan over the decades of ministry experience have probably seen over and over again just the importance of humility in that regard. And, you know, Dan, turning to you in the book, I know that you guys also note there's at least another big warning sign. Maybe you can tell us about that one. Yes, Michael. Another big issue is self-interest. Uh, pastors must pursue God and focus on abiding in Christ. And church boards should take notice when a pastor places self-interest ahead of the things of God and the needs of the flock evidencing arrogant language and prideful behavior. It's welcoming to hear a spiritually healthy pastor say, I serve as pastor, not I am the pastor. It's a subtle but profound indicator of their motivation. Our friend Ralph Enlow warns, celebrity will seduce you before you know it. If you have to self-promote in order to get the opportunities you seek, you are selling out. Your capacity to move people toward God will be slowly supplanted by your ambition. And Dallas Willard adds, the blind pride of putting oneself at the center of the universe is the hinge upon which the entire world of the ruined self turns. I think I'd like to read that one more time. That is so powerful. The blind pride of putting oneself at the center of the universe is the hinge upon which the entire world of the ruined self turns. Well, John, let's wrap up this podcast with some encouragement to our listeners. Would you share these? Uh, yes, and I'm eager to wrap this up because it's, it's very convicting, isn't it, Dan? Oh, it oh, is. My. Oh, and, and yes, we, we do need encouragement. Uh, as you know, we've adapted from uh, the writings of Steve Machia nine meaningful ways that church boards and pastors may engage on soul care topics, and, and they're listed in Lesson 3 of the book. Uh, I'll just read them. Uh, number one, they all start with encourage. Number one, encourage the pastor to have daily time in the Word, prayer, and reflection. Number two, encourage the pastor to have both a day off and a Sabbath each week. Uh, on the seventh day he rested, Genesis 2-2 says, uh, the comment made by Moses in, he, in Exodus 31-17 is even more enlightening. 
In six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he ceased from labor and was refreshed. He refreshed himself. The soul is not well without rest. John Ortberg reminds us that when your soul is at rest, quote, your will is undivided and obeys God with joy. Your mind has thoughts of truth and beauty. You desire what is wholesome and good. Wow. Number three is encourage the pastor to be home more nights during the week than out for church responsibilities. Four, encourage the pastor to take his or her full vacation time each year, uninterrupted. Five, encourage the pastor to have friends both inside and outside the church and take time to cultivate healthy friendships. Dan, uh, how about you sharing the last four encouragement reminders? Yes, I'll be glad to. Number six, encourage the pastor to follow sound practices for personal accountability, including when traveling and meeting with individuals of the opposite sex. Seven, encourage the pastor to take time for his or her soul on retreat, away from the fray of busyness, and find spacious, uncluttered time to rest in God ideally in a setting conducive to soul care. Number eight, encourage the pastor to have hobbies and interests outside of the work of the local church. There is life to be lived, and it's not all about the work of the church. And finally, number nine, encourage the pastor to have a team that pursues the same soul care priorities. Dan, I I couldn't agree more, and and I know that our prayer is that people will use this lesson. Uh, We haven't covered the entire waterfront, but they will use this lesson to have a conversation in the boardroom about guarding the pastor's soul. You know, pride, self-centered leadership, sexual misconduct, abuse in all its forms are sins as old as sin itself. We find ourselves in an increasingly self-absorbed, over-sexualized, controlling culture where incidents of moral failures, though still relatively rare in the church, thank God, they do make headlines with devastating effects. And there's simply no room for this iniquity in local churches. So our prayer is that boards will help create a beyond-reproach culture by attending to the care of their own souls as well as the soul of the pastor and the church staff. Wow. Well, guys, this has been really, really helpful time together. I can't believe we've only scratched the surface on one lesson out of the 40. Um, So there's really so much more here, but I appreciate this look at the importance of guarding the pastor's soul. I love the nine encouragements that you guys were able to put together. I'm just stopping myself. Like you said, John, earlier, man, so much to just think and to meditate on. And, you know, this reminds me a lot, too, of something that Ruth Haley Barton, who I know you you both uh, have quoted in this book as well, but she notes in her own book, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, quote, Jesus indicates that it's possible to gain the world but lose your own soul. If he were talking to us as Christian leaders today, he might point out that it is possible to gain the world when it comes to ministry success and lose your own soul in the midst of it all. He reminds us that it is possible to find your soul after so much seeking only to lose it again. So what a quote. 
And uh, again, more great quotes from Ruth Haley Barton as well within the book. And Dan and John, thank you both again for your time on the podcast today. And thanks again for this incredible resource that is such a gift to boards across the body of Christ. I cannot wait to see the impact that it will have. Well, if you're not yet a member of ECFA, you can order your copy of Lessons from the Church Boardroom today on Amazon.com. And while you're online, be sure to visit ecfa.church slash score, ecfa.church slash score to take the free board self-assessment related to these lessons on governance and get immediate feedback plus links to more free helps and resources from ECFA. And last but not least, thank you all for taking time once again to join us on the podcast today. As always, we appreciate you and we look forward to being with you again soon for another Excellence in Church Administration podcast.